All right, guys. Welcome to another episode. I think this is episode four, five? Four or five, one of those. Damn, we don't even know. <laughs> um, rolling the ball with Lalo and Beto. I'm Lalo. And, uh, and I'm Beto. Yeah. And uh, it's been a while since we've had an episode. Uh, yep. Uh, just crazy shit happening. Actually, we're recording this uh, the night of the election. So... Mm-hmm. And right as the results are coming in, not like before. So, um, yep. but anyway, we do it for the fans, you know? Uh, no, nah, I don't, I don't really care for the fans. Well, I kind of do, but okay. We do it for the fans and we do it for ourselves. There you go. Yeah. We do it for the love of the sport, <laughs> the craft. Exactly. Um, okay, man. So yeah, it's been a long time and there was a lot of things to talk about, but I think we should probably just talk about the most recent events. Um, where do you want to start off, man? Yeah, the last match day, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The last. First like, of all, last... I think one of the things that we need to talk for sure is is uh, definitely the match, the last match that happened. But one thing that we did not talk about that we haven't done an episode since it happened is Virgil Van Dyke injured. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Right? It happened with yeah. when we when we didn't do any of that stuff. Yeah. Um, <laughs> very, is it very? Is it going to be a critical thing for their season? Because we don't even know the timeline of his recovery or not. Um, yeah, yeah. What, how's it gonna affect the team? Um, yeah, what, what do you think? What, what do you think it, uh, with uh, Van Dyke getting injured? Yeah, dude. So, um, yeah, I think, I think, in terms of with their most important players, he's like top two. You could even argue he's probably their most important player. You know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be opposed yeah. to that. In many respects, because he's a really he's a really good defender, as much as I don't like Liverpool. He I respect him as a defender. I respect him as a leader in the back line. Um and I think he keeps that back line together, man. And um we didn't get to see how much just his absence affected the team. I think we only saw like one match because uh what's his name got injured? Fabinho got injured as well, right? I mean, well. yeah. yeah. So now we have like, like the the one of the shittiest, their shittiest backlines that we could have at least in the center center of the park or center of the, the uh, defense, mm-hmm. right? Um, and yeah, they're struggling a lot in that department right now. You know, just mm-hmm. just just that one player. I would say two, but but you know. Just, just that one player, and 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 the the defenders that they currently have in the center that you know you can just see how bad they are. I saw one. Of, I think the goal that that West Ham scored um, was a deflection. So it was a, it was a, a a cross ball or a ball in the area, and the guy deflected it right in the center of the field, and then the guy shot stopped it and shot it or whatever. Joe Gomez did that, right? And like yeah. you know, everybody knows that you're not supposed to do that. But at the same time, it's when you're in that situation, sometimes you can't like that's the best you can do to clear the ball. <laughs> um, yeah. But it's those it's those little details, you know, you, you know, you're making these mistakes that West Ham capitalized on this time and maybe other mistakes that they didn't. But another team, which, you know, they're up against Man City, um, they won't. They'll, they'll probably make more more most out of these opportunities but but yeah man uh i don't know it's it's really hard to say you know i thought that liverpool were going to win the league but 
just with Van Dyke injured, I think that there's a whole dynamic shift. There's um, in terms of who's who's who could win, you know. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, what do you think? Uh, definitely the same thing. I think uh, Van Dyke is a very important part of their defense, and their I don't even think just about their defense, their attack in general. You know, it gives them confidence to be able to go forward, and then he gives like a first line of defense before you get to the goalkeeper. Um, him coming out injured has definitely weakened them. And then Fabinho got injured, so now it's like another person that was stepping up to do the work um, is out, and so it's making their back line super weak. Interestingly enough, they've won the last two games, I know, which is West Ham against Sheffield. But you kind of expected right. them to win those games, right? Um, they haven't kept a clean sheet, uh, uh, at least in the Premier League, Um and so we'll see that we'll see this this weekend against Man City, how they stack up. You know, I think it's gonna become like um, like Real Madrid from the two thousands, where it was like, okay, they're gonna score on us. We just need to make sure we score more. <laughs> That's gonna be the situation with Liverpool right now. Like it, they're gonna get scored on. Their job now is gonna be to try to score more, mm-hmm. um, to kind of balance that loss that they get from defense with losing Van Dyke. Um, the other part, too, is that he's, his leadership is kind of like what guides the defensive line, right? So, again, we're going to see the Man City game is going to be a big test because we're really going to see how up to the challenge they are for, um, you know, to be able to sustain and try to fight to keep the title. Um, a lot of people are saying, like, yo, they lost Van Dyke and Look, they're still first place. Yeah, it's been two games with two teams that people expected Liverpool to win. Like once it starts getting to the hectic stuff, especially with the, you know, with the full schedules, uh, with the whole Champions League they're playing right now, it's when you're really going to start seeing the effect of not having him there, you know. And, you know, a lot of rookie players can have good games, Um but can they keep performing every single week? You know, like this Nathan Phillips kid that kind of covered for defense against West Ham. He had a good game, but can he perform week in, week out? You know, uh, and that's, I think, to me, that's going to be the their downfall. And honestly, right now, them losing um, Van Dyke, I it, it it's tilting more, for again, for me, that Man City or another team is going to take the title. I don't think Liverpool... Uh, retains it yeah so so that's an interesting point that you make about um um they're still first place and you know it's like it, it, i can't believe people are even saying that but um you have to remember fabinho is not even a, def- a defender he's a defensive midfielder right so you so right now you have a shitty defensive line you're missing one of your key midfielders now you have less people to put in the midfield um, that different options, different subs. You know, we we know that they're famous for them being workhorses in the midfield. So yeah. if you're one of your, them gets tired or whatever, then there's one less person to put. Now, now you're gonna put in someone like Shakiri, who yes, he has stepped up and he has con- contributed in the last two games, but he hasn't he hasn't done enough for me to prove that he's like worthy of a starting line. Yeah. Um, and as for like the new kid, I don't know what's his name. I forget his name. No offense to him. Um, 
I'm I'm very I'm more critical on newcomers. Um, like yeah, they should come from the academy and stuff. And, and the way to get to a first team is is is, is very is very hard. That's just the way it is. But they they don't yeah they're like a band aid solution. They're like a like a small band aid solution, not even a, a medium band aid, like a small band aid. Um, and that that and that it shows in the games that matter. Um. That they're that they're like B team players still, or they're young still. Like in yeah. the big games, it's it's one day really shows. Um, and, and but and and so it's it's interesting because they're gonna play Man City next week. Now, that'd be cool and all, but Man City struggled with Sheffield United, right? At least to score, mm-hmm. they struggled. They won one zero. Mm-hmm. Um, but. You know, credit credit is due. Sheffield United is a is a strong team. Um, and their and and their goal came from uh, Kyle Walker, right? Not from their yeah. offensive players. And so backs. what do you? Yeah. yeah. So one is what do you think? What do you think is going on with that with Man City right now? And two, I guess, what do you think? What what do you think that what what do you think uh, they need to do differently so that they can break Liverpool's uh, back line? Okay, so for for Man City, I think, well, it's interesting that you say that because I saw the the Man City Sheffield game um, yeah. a little different. I saw it at the perspective that Man City was actually able to keep a clean sheet mm-hmm. um, because their defensive line was a lot more solid. They were able to cut off plays more. They were able to prevent you know counterattacks, um, and they were able to control the ball a lot more. You know, last. Season, I think Sheffield beat Man City, if I remember correctly, or they tied mm-hmm. because of the defense, the defensive fragilities that Man City had. Um, this season, this game, you know, being Sheffield was at home and everything, um, Man City kept a clean sheet and they won from a defensive goal. Now, mm-hmm. what I think for for Man City, at least at least in terms of their forward, the reason why they're suffering a lot is because Man City needs needs a striker. And unfortunately, they had both uh, Gabriel Jesus and Aguero injured. Um, I think it's critical to their play because that that you know that center forward either tends to you know, drop down, you know, like to, to play with the false nine, or tends to be the pinpoint of the attack. Um, I know Guardiola has been playing with like a false nine, trying to use either is it Raheem Sterling or Ferran Torres. Or Kevin De Bruyne, you know, to try to kind of come down and everything, but yeah. it's like they don't—they're missing that pinpoint of attack that they, you know, that the that the wingers would usually feed the ball to, or that would hold the ball to feed to the wingers and things like that. And I think that's one of the big things that has been lacking for Man City. Um, I don't want to talk about the Champions League game, but you know, once today, like they played uh, the Champions League, once they brought in uh, Gabriel Jesus, you saw their attack be a lot more fluent, a lot more um, penetrating, and a lot more uh, dangerous. And so I think, uh, at least for Liverpool, with Gabriel Jesus back, if they, pull, if they do put him, they, they will be a lot more threatening going forward. Now, on the opposite side, I think you're right about Liverpool and Shakiri not doing much. But I will say the one that has impressed me for Liverpool is uh, Diogo Jota. Um, the guy's been performing. I know he's been coming in as a sub, but yeah. he's been scoring. Um, and again, like today, just speaking a little bit of Champions League, the guy scored, uh, I think it was two goals or three goals. 
Yeah. And is doing a lot more than than Bobby Firmino is. I mean, yeah. maybe Firmino adds another dynamic that Klopp likes, you know, that allows Salah and Mane to flourish more. But Diego, Diego Jota's providing the goals, the goals. And so I wouldn't be surprised if he starts him over Firmino uh, come on uh, on Sunday or Saturday. Yeah. See, that's like interesting. I, said, the opposite side, I just quickly, the opposite side again is that Man City, I see them defensively. The the, the guy that they bought, I think, is Diaz or something like that from Benfica. Yeah. Benfica, um, him and uh, Americ Laporte, they, they're, they're showing to be a very good center-back pairing. Yeah, so let's see here. I have the stats up. Oh, shit, Man City. Where, Man City is 10th place right now. Yeah. Let's see. They have one yeah. one game less. Okay, that's why. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, so Liverpool has uh, 17 goals for and 15 against, whereas City has nine goals for and eight against. So it's a similar ratio. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, so that's interesting though. The Jota, when they bought him, it, it kind of, I mean, you know, you have money, you do what you want, whatever. But um, it was random. Interesting. What? At least to me, it was random. Like I, I, it was like, like what the hell? How did, how did it? You know, what was the thought process into getting him? You know, like, but you know, now he's being effective into the team, and so maybe you know they saw what they saw and. They said this is kind of the player we need. You know, I know he can play a, he's he can play both wings. Uh, I didn't know if he could play center forward because when he was playing with the Wolves, you know, Raúl Jiménez usually tends to be the pinpoint. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the, so that's that's the that's the dilemma. I I think is like, you know, his main his main position I think is left, and mm-hmm. whichever even if he started with any position, you would have to either sub out Mane or Salah, right? Mm-hmm. And so then, like, what do you do there, you know? And it, I guess it's interesting, like, do you put all three of them together and take off Firmino, or do you leave Firmino in the center and, you know, kind of like probably a similar dilemma as Man City where um, you can have three good attacking players, but maybe they don't, they're not as as effective as having two and then having your striker there, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I think even more importantly for Liverpool, at least is that he brings in that kind of like that uh, shock factor that I was talking about earlier in the, in the podcast where, you know, these three players have been playing together for so long. Right. And maybe he, he sees things differently. He's like, why don't we try this instead? Because it, their football has gone has gone stale, yeah. you know. And you know, luckily for them, they made the right, they purchased the right player for that. Yeah. Um, I don't think I think it's really hard to find a striker that would do that, right? Like if you told me, hey, which striker should Liverpool buy to get these results? Like I can't really, you know, think think of one. Um, yeah. So so okay. So. Hmm. So who do you think wins, man? This week, this who do you take? To, who do you think takes it, Man City or Liverpool? I'm gonna have to side with Man City just because of the defensive fragilities that Liverpool have been displaying yeah. lately. I think it's gonna be um, I might be a close game, 
Mm-hmm. Um, but I think Man City definitely does just just um, etch Liverpool out in, in the next game. Mm. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, I don't know, man. My gut's telling me City, but ugh. I mean, that's, that's the crazy part about these two teams is that, like, does does Pep Guardiola, you know, do his tech usual, you know, panic mode where he's like, I'm going to try this little tactical shift to make sure that this, this, and this is neutralized? Or does he tell his team, let's go play the way we play and let and make them shift to play the way we play? You know, yeah. make them start fitting our mold and our model and try to figure out us, not us, set up a game plan for them. Yeah. You know, that's going to be the big deciding factor. And from what I've seen from last season, when Man City won it, you know, at the end of the season, is that, you know, Pep Guardiola has learned to be wary of the Liverpool attack, and he has shown them some respect by not being so attack-forward, you know, attack-minded, where he's willing to leave you know, maybe three or four players behind compared to like other teams where he'd just be like, fuck it, send, you know, nine or seven players and just have one defensive fucking midfielder covering the whole back. It's just him or Ederson, you know, or something like that. So that's why I think Man City, for me, Man City's going to edge them out. Um, Kyle Walker's playing incredible this season. Like I said, Laporte and uh, Diaz's partnership is looking very strong. Yeah. Um, I guess the only their only weakness is their left back section, you know, because Mendy has yeah. been from most of the games that I've seen when they lose, Mendy is the one that does like the stupid mistakes that you know lead to a stupid goal or something like that. I mean, he's really good forward. He's really good going forward, but defending, he reminds me of Marcelo. Dude. I'm just gonna say that, you know, dude. I don't, I don't like uh, Sterling. Like, I just don't. <laughs> I think he needs to step it's up. Funny that, yeah, I was going to tell you, I'm like, it's, it's funny that because I remember you you mentioned a while back, like, you know, he's scoring goals and everything, but for all the shots that he's making and all the misses that he's doing, like, you know, he should be scoring a lot more. Yeah. And I forgot what game I was watching. I don't know if it was the Sheffield one or, or the game before that. Mm. And he had, like, maybe, like, six, seven clear shots where I was just like, he's going to score. And fuck it up, and I'm like, fuck, asshole. This is what I. This is what Eduardo was talking about, you know, like, like how do you not score these? Or even if you're not scoring all six of them, how do you not score three out of six, two out of six, <laughs> like a, to make it like a freaking you know certain percentage that you're scoring more, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, if you're getting ten. If you're getting ten clear shots and you only score one, I mean, you scored one, but you're shit, like, like you know, like. You should be scoring more than that, especially if you're playing as a forward and you're and you want your main contributions to this team is to add to that goal tally. All right, that's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, dude, I just I just don't get it. it. It's like, like I don't. I I want to say something, but I don't know if it's gonna be bad or not, man. Like I don't know if it's. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> what? Well, 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 no, no. It's well, this. It's not. It's it's not. It's not. It's not a big deal. But but it's it's just like he just doesn't have that like sauce or whatever. You know, he, it's so clinical sometimes. You know. Yeah. 
but who you know who knows? Maybe he'll he'll improve. But yeah. but yeah, like I, like just watching some of the highlights, it's 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 very like running into space, and you know again that's very important and stuff. But yeah. after that, it's it's yeah. like he shuts down, or I don't know what happens to him. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I, I the, the, I'll I'll go with City for this game only because they have a kid in the back line. Like f- like I promise you, I promise you, if that kid doesn't give a pass away, he's going to um. Uh, they're gonna run behind them. Like they, like mm-hmm. a goal's gonna come where where someone's gonna run behind them and go to get a through ball because he's not gonna be used to the to their pace. He's not gonna be used to yeah. the system. Yeah. Um, he, uh, yeah, Raheem Sterling running in behind defenses, even though if he doesn't score for him, it's going to be like it's just going to be a clusterfuck. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, dude, um, that'll be a good game to, to yeah. watch. Hey, do you yeah. think uh, Pep stays or do you think this is last season with City? Oh, that's a good one, dude. Um, <laughs> I mean, all indications are showing that he wants to stay, yeah. Um, but he might just be saying it just to say it, right? Um, <laughs> I think if in January you hear that they've made a deal with Messi, I think he stays. Mm. I think that's uh, like that's the goal for them, you know. Um, yeah, he's all you know. Pep is always saying like, "Oh, I want Messi to retire. Messi's Barcelona, Barcelona, stay over there," you know, like yeah. you know, whatever. But I yeah. know he would want to have him in his team, you know, and everything. And I think if. Like I said, in January, we start hearing that, you know, Man City's offering him a pre-contract and everything. It definitely, it would be showing that uh, Pep Guardiola is going to be staying around. Mm. And, I mean, why why wouldn't he? He has everything that he needs there, you know. Um, you were right when you said that this season, there's no team that's going to just run away with the league. Um, but, you know, I still think Man City has a very good team of, very good chance of taking it, um, the mm. Premier League. Uh, they're always competitive in the, you know, the, the Carabao Cup and the FA Cup. Um, in the Champions League, again, it's they just need that little breakthrough, that little, that little bit of luck in that certain game. Um, or the just needs to stop panicking, you know, just be like. That that's what I was gonna. That's what I was gonna comment. That, that's like, my question part, is not, not the first part. <laughs> Right, like, like, uh-huh. like, how much of of that loss, that that exit, was luck from the other team, and how much was it Guardiola just like, or his team, you know, just losing, just dropping the ball? Yeah. Um. So do you do you do you think do you think because a lot of a lot of uh, English pundits are saying that Man City has peaked with Guardiola, like that's it, like you know now the only way they can go now is down. Do you think that's true? No. No, I think I think they could go up, and I, I'm glad he bought a defender, right? Because mm-hmm. like for me, for me, dude, honestly, uh, so you know me, dude. I I I have low tolerance for bullshit, like like for mm-hmm. performance. Um, I was I think I was telling my brother, like you can't you can't be losing fucking week after week and just be like, oh, we have injuries, we have injuries. Mm-hmm. At some point, that's your fault, dude. Like your fault yeah. in that you need to bring a player in that's healthy or bring players in there. Like you have to fucking bite the bullet and, you know, take care of it. And, yeah. and I'm, I'm glad he finally bought a defender, you know, like a, def- uh, a decent one. And um, because now he's finally, I feel, you know, my humble opinion, what do I know? Taking charge. Um, 
but I still think they need like a like if, if they were okay. Honestly, I like Sterling better than Mares. Um, mm-hmm. They need like one guy, just one guy in the forward line, just one more, who's like good, you know. Who is I, I don't even know how to explain it. Who's not clinical, right? He has the clinical stuff down, and he has that magic. Um, mm-hmm. And I think they'd be set, you know, a guy who 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 it's like it, it takes that like moment of magic as stale as they'll match. Um, Mm-hmm. But no, no. I think they're they're like they, they they can still they can still do better. Now the thing is, it, it, I don't know what Guardiola's situation is. Like if he's leaving, if he if he Loki knows he's gonna leave next next year, then it's I don't know. How do you, how do you motivate your players? How do you how do you manage the whole situation? You yeah. know, um, it's always yeah, it's always hard when you win, man. Like winning again after you win. Um, yeah but but uh but yeah you know i think uh, just kind of jumping on this um i think uh Mm -hmm. same thing for me is like i don't think man city has peaked i think you know those two titles that they took um like you know by so many points and everything it was because he brought a whole new perspective of the game to England that mm. they had never seen, that they had never experienced, right? Yeah. So it was a gap between his knowledge compared to like the rest of the, the Premier League. And of course, he just blew it open. He just blew right. it off. He was just, he showed them what, you know, his philosophy is and, and forced the Premier League to adapt. Now, the Premier League has adapted now. And so now, you know, there's a lot more uh, competition for him. Because of that, I don't think the team has peaked because it was just like I'm gonna give you the flavor of the uh, of like the basics, and I need you to get it. Once they got the basics and everything, it's like they they got there, right? It, it now it's like he wants to be able to. Uh, the peaking part would be being able to say, "Let's switch from this formation to that formation to this formation," kind of like the last year or two of when he was in Bayern Munich. When, if you see those those last two seasons he was there, that team was to go from a 4-1-4-1 to a 2-5-3 to a 1-4-5, like within the game. Just everybody knew their roles, how to switch, where to cover, you know, and all this stuff. And like, yeah, like maybe sometimes it was a little too much, but that brought such a, such a level of a, you know, of like excitement and, and, and like this beauty to the sport and to the way that that Bayern Munich played, uh, at least with him and everything. Um, and I think that's the peak that he still hasn't hit with Man City. And for that same reason, like you said, that, you know, he lost a certain player, he didn't replace him, he didn't have this player to to allow, you know, his creative players to be creative and, you know, be def- and these people be covering the back line and stuff like that. He had to kind of figure out how to, you know, maneuver it and stuff like that. Um, and now that he got the defensive players that that he should have gotten since like last season, um, he's can be he's can start asking for that extra that he could that he wanted from his other players like um, like De Bruyne, you know, or like Raheem Sterling or that kid that he just bought, Ferran Torres, um, and you know we got Phil Foden as well, which honestly like I'm. The more I see him play, the more I like that guy. Um, yeah, yeah. 
that's why to me it's like I I feel like Man City hasn't peaked at least in in terms of like their football, um, and it's like an extra level that I think can take the team. I think something else that people need to remember, right? And this is kind of controversial, but I think right now we're seeing, like, I would argue one of the most, if not the most, competitive leagues, like in this in this season and in the last season, especially when compared to like previous seasons, right? So, you know, this is just me being egotistical. But when Leicester won, everybody was like, "Oh, so unlikely, so unlikely." But you gotta, if you look at the coaches and the way they were doing, it was just horrible, like over the big six. Six. Yeah. But I mean, look, look. Yeah. This is like this is just like a. I can't even think of the right metaphor. Um. I don't know. I don't know what like if, if, in a movie or a cartoon or whatever. When each time there's a battle, there's like these key players, right? Like each of the, like the top six this season are really strong, right? And on top of that, you have um, a lot of coaches not in the top six traditional. I'll say traditional top six that are also very strong, right? And I think I don't think you've seen that. The, the ratio of good mm-hmm. managers and good players to like the rest of the team before, you know, so you have, you know, yeah. uh, you have Arsenal with, with Pep's old student, you know, uh, uh, you have Mourinho with Tonham, by the way, these two teams have good players. They have really good players, right? Yes. They, they don't, they're not, yeah. they're not, they're not lacking. Yep. Right. You, you have, I don't need, I need to go over the list, but I'm just going to stress it so that people understand you have Liverpool, right? You have uh, Chelsea. I don't know if I said Chelsea already. You have Man U. Yeah, they're sucking, but you know they're they're still they're still a threat. Then you have your Leeds. You have your Leicester. You have your Sheffield, right? You have your Wolves, Crystal mm-hmm. Palace, Aston Villa, who's doing well. It's like it's not. It's like you're lucky if you get a match or two in the season where it's it's a smooth sailing ship, you know. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if if, if we've seen that before. Yeah. Um, at this intensity, and I don't know, kind of, I don't want to, I don't deviate from this point. Um, um, I don't know how the what the league did, if the league did anything to assemble this kind of culture, but I guess what I'm trying to say is, there's a lot of noise, and the, there's a lot of noise in the music, right? Like you could have a really good yeah. song or whatever, but then there's also all these other good songs that are happening, which kind of subconsciously make you think into relative terms, and it makes you say, well, maybe they peaked, but a lot of teams are playing well right now. You know, it's not just yeah. City, and that's why it seems like they might have peaked. With Bayern Munich, man, yeah, you had Dortmund and and Klopp and maybe Wolfsburg and, you know, these other teams, but I'm not yeah. sure if it was up to this level. Everton, too, the um, Carlo Ancelotti, you know, you have, you have a lot of good managers. Yeah, definitely. Um, but, yeah, okay, so... Um, what else? Everton, man. Everton. So, so we 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 said it. We said earlier, right, that they were great. You know, if the team was healthy. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. And she, uh, uh, I know they lost. Um, uh, James was injured for like a game, and then Richarlison got injured. Um, you know, like it's like it's like if the starting eleven is good. Then they're they're a threat, right? They'll play some sick, some some really good soccer, some really good football, you know, and then and they'll be doing the stuff. But once you start deviating from those starting eleven, then you start losing, you know, the 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 quality that's there to make them that threat that they are. 
Um, and that's unfortunately what we've been seeing, right? Um, you know, with Newcastle, I think Hamas didn't play. No. Yeah, they didn't, he didn't play. Um, Richardson as well is being injured and everything. That's already, that's already two critical players that make Everton dangerous and everything. And so they ended up losing 2-1. Uh, so against Southampton, I think they lost 2-0. Somebody got a red card. And, yeah. you know, it's one of those things. Like, if the team is performing like they can perform and they can, you know, and how they're starting 11, they are, they can be the threat that, you know, we were talking about earlier than we saw earlier. But once you deviate from the starting 11, it's like they just become another average team in the Premier League. They, come, they become like a mid-table team, you know, <laughs> which is not bad. You know, they, they, they're not lower-level team, but yeah, technically they are like not a up mid- to the standard that you would think can lead them to win the Premier League and stuff like that. And, you know, they were starting off their first place or second, and they've dropped off, you know. Yeah, right now we're at a point where, like, you, you're going to drop off or you can go up if you with a win mm-hmm. or, or um so also what's the deal with the goalie man then they benched him right uh, what's his name yeah pickford pickford yeah i i, I don't know why <laughs> i don't know why they benched him maybe did he have like a, like a calf injury i don't know, the, I don't know why they benched him but yeah i mean that's another yeah. part right there yeah um cuz I, I, has... i've seen pickford i've seen I was gonna say I've seen Pickford play, and he's not a bad goalkeeper. He actually has a really good uh, uh, positioning. You know, he relatively good saves as well, um, he, and he saves what he's supposed to be easily saving. Does have those minor blunders though, but in terms of like you know, uh, I think he's. I, if I remember correctly, I think he's uh, he's their number one for England um, right now. Uh, yeah, really he, he's, he was he's a decent goalkeeper. He was definitely doing better last season, from what I remember. Um, mm-hmm. Like underrated keeper, but uh, yeah. And then I think I think kind of in terms of one like Leicester destroyed Leeds. Man, what happened there? Did you see it? Yeah, yeah, I did. Uh, <laughs> I think it's interesting because again, you know, like again from the beginning of the season, like I said. That Leeds, it's going to be the one of those teams that's going to always be fun to watch because they're attacking, they're an attacking team, and either yeah. they're going to win big or they're going to lose big, and that's what we're seeing, right? Um, they're, you know, Leicester City they lost four uh, one. I think when they played uh, Aston Aston Villa they won three zero. You know, um, with Wolves they lost one zero. Um, yeah. So it's like it's it's like the, you either they go all out and we win big or we lose big because we're gonna go all out and we're gonna try to win this game, and so you know Leicester City they they played really good they have played really good games. Um, Brendan Rodgers is actually you know surprisingly a very good coach. Um, <laughs> he's showing his uh, quality. Um, I point out you know I think when they play Leeds, uh, Tielemans scored two goals. Um, I have him my on my fantasy team, and I remember yeah. I used to I've I'm, I've been following him since he played um uh in 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 France, and I thought I always thought mm-hmm. he was a good Belgian player, um and that unfortunately I did think he would have gone to a better team like a bigger team, yeah. But you know he's performing and doing some good stuff at Leicester City, so yeah. That's cool, and then Jamie Vardy still scoring, so that's yeah, awesome that's, yeah, that's crazy, man. His his physical form is crazy. 
But I mean, they're gonna make a movie of him, dude. <laughs> I want to. I want to see the Jamie Vardy story, dude. I, the I, Jamie. It'd be pretty interesting. Yeah. I mean, you hear about the story, you know, coming from like, sec. What is it like? Like second division non-league soccer, and what he was yeah. drink a lot and all this stuff, and you know, then him for him winning the Premier League and stuff like that. It's, yeah. It's, would be a very interesting movie to see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, but and then man, the, what's up? The good part, I was gonna say, just the good part about that is that I think Leeds United will stay up. Um, so we're gonna oh, see yeah, them yeah. again next year. Now the, now, the question is, will Bielsa stay again? Um, stay for another season? I mean, that'd be awesome if he does. But if they if he doesn't, who's going to replace him? And will they will he, will that coach be able to maintain the type of soccer that they're playing right now? You know? Yeah, yeah. Leeds has somebody a... like San Paoli or something. You know? Yeah, so Leeds has like a good like a they have they have poachable players, you know. Um, yeah. They have like the I I can already imagine like I don't know why. I can imagine Manu already looking at some of their players and trying to poach them, um, like Bamford, for example. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, but yeah, dude. So Manu, man, I, it's so weird just seeing Cavani just like as a sub and like Over there? standing there. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. like you, I, you have no business here, man. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, um, I just feel like a lot of a lot of players, um, Manu, they just it's like. I, it's um, kind of like the MLS, you know, where they're like, I'm just going to go for that big, big fat paycheck. It's a, yeah. It has a name, you know, a recognition, and they're yeah. going to give me good money, so why not? Right. Um, and, yeah, it's just like, 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 like you, I just – it feels weird seeing Cavani play with Man United. Um, I wish him the best. I, 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 like how, I like him as a striker. It's just – Man United right now is just – I don't know, dude. I, I don't know how they lost against Arsenal. <laughs> I don't know how Arsenal won. I'm just going to put it that way. <laughs> um, yeah. But it's um, like... I guess no 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 penalty, no goal, you know, for Man United. Especially uh, how it comes. You know, Bruno Fernandes scores his penalty. Not, not, uh, not taking jump. a dig, you know, but... Yeah. Yeah, um, so that's, 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 a, that's an unfortunate one, you know. Should yeah, they get rid of all? Yeah, fuck yeah, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Was it a mistake making him the permanent manager? Um, I don't know if it was a mistake because at the end of the end at the end of the day, you have to try stuff, right? You have to whatever. Yeah. But was I think the mistake wasn't letting him be in charge too soon. I think there's a more systematic. There's a systemic mistake. I don't know. If I'm using that word yeah. correctly. Where like it's coming down to who's who's choosing these players to to buy and whatever you know, I think that's Woodward. even 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 the the, the managers man. Um, it's just I don't know. And in, in my eyes, in my in my eyes, it's just in my humble opinion. I, I, I say again, I feel like people get they romanticize certain things, and that gets in the way of rationality. And I think everybody yeah. wants like a, a like an old veteran who used to be a champion in our team now lead us to victory once again. You know that that type of narrative. I was gonna tell you, I'm like, do you think that started with Guardiola? I don't know, man. Because um, 
it seems it seems like that's the formula that that the clubs want to do now. Like right after Guardiola had that big success with Barcelona, but the problem that I see is that what they don't realize is that at least before Barcelona had an identity of what they were and how they played, right? So the idea is that you're going to bring in coaches that know that style, that know the club, and things like that. Hmm. Man United have history; they are a big club and everything. But how would you describe their type of playing? What is their historical type of playing? Mm-hmm. You know, like that to me, it's like I think where they where they're missing that part. It's like you can't just bring a next player and be like, okay, he's going to take us to greatness because then what is the player supposed to do? What is he following? What is he establishing? Mm-hmm. Is he just trying to continue the historical impact of the team, which is you know, they win? But if they do, then is it you know? Is it the presence of the player that's supposed to give it that? If not, is it about following the continue the legacy of, you know, Sir Alex Ferguson, which what was his style of playing? I, I I would say that Ferguson was all about being pragmatic and how I can win the game. You know, he would switch his tactics around. He was all about attacking. You know, football. It was like if I'm going to play defensive, I'm going to play defensive. So it's like, I think that's. That's, I guess that's the question for me. Like, that's where the kind of some of the coaches are failing. Like, you've seen it with Juventus too right now in Pirlo. I wish him success and it'd be awesome if he does succeed. But it's like, what, why would you bring Pirlo into being the coach? You know, what makes you think he was ready for this? What are you expecting him to deliver into the team and to Juventus? Yeah. Frank so, Lampard, I, like, yeah. Yeah, there, there's a lot. There's a lot of those types of situations. Um, with Guardiola, dude, I don't know, man. It was just like, n- yeah. I, I, I don't know. I, I think that was just the right place in the right time type of situation because on paper, you wouldn't have guessed that he would have done well, right? Like, yeah, he's second division. Um, that's it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but that but that's my point. It's like it's like Barcelona had a philosophy of how they're supposed to play, which is we're gonna play possessions, a heavy possession type of soccer where we're gonna hold the ball, we're gonna move the ball quickly, you know. Um, and our goal is just to have the ball most of the time. And you know, since Guardiola and on and on, other coaches that we've seen, almost every single coach that has gone into Barcelona has tried to keep that that uh foundation in there about they're gonna be they're gonna be the possession team. They're gonna be the one mm-hmm. that's gonna lead the possession um on the field. The others the other teams don't have that philosophy. That's what I'm saying. Like how do they expect that they're gonna bring in uh you know like you said romanticize that they're gonna bring a player no player and they're going to bring that um that success, you know. Zidane yeah. did it, but again, it's because Zidane also kind of, to me, it's like he kind of understands the Real Madrid culture as well, which is win at any cost. Mm. And so you saw him, you saw a team play like shit, but they won. And he's like, I don't care because we're in Real Madrid. All that matters is that you win. Right, right, right. They would defend, do counterattacks. They would play long balls. They would park crosses and they win. Yeah. They criticize him and he'd be like, I don't care. 
the history of Real Madrid is we have to win every single game. So he understood the culture and the style of what Real Madrid's supposed to be. Now you think about before him, they had hired Julian, Julian Lopetegui, and he wanted to bring in this possession style of football that isn't accustomed to Real Madrid. And I mean, the guy failed, mm-hmm. right? And they kicked his ass out. So it's, it's, to me, it's, I think that's what's missing with a lot of these you know, coaches that they bring into their old clubs where you said they, they try to romanticize and, you know, hope for the better and, and stuff like that. Yeah. And I think it's hard also from like the perspective of, um, of, of the guy who has to decide who's going to be the next manager or the committee or whoever. Right. I think it's just one person. I actually don't know. I think it varies from club to club mm-hmm. because, you know, at the end of the day, I think you're never going to really know if it's going to work out or not. You just have to, like, yeah. make a bet on something or someone. Um, yeah. But it, it's – it's I, I don't know. I just don't see how bringing in one of your ex-players – I think that that corrupts people's thinking more often than not. Um instead of just getting the guy that's right for the job, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And, and, but, I, um, and I want to, I want to say um, quickly, cause like I already heard like, you know, they're talking about rumors about, um, you know, if Guardiola leaves, who, who yeah. will replace him. Yeah. And, you know, one of the names already being talked about is uh, uh, Mauricio Pochettino. Um, yeah. But they always look at somebody that's like, like, oh, I, I think I remember hearing them say something like, oh, anybody that's a disciple of the Biasa type of ball playing, you mm-hmm. know, because it's kind of, that's what Pep Guardiola is, or somebody that understands possession-based type of football. And so Man City now is taking what Guardiola did, and that's going to be their philosophy going forward. Likewise, too, I like to think that when Leeds United, when, Bar- when Biasa leaves, they're going to want to get somebody that wants to play similar to the way Bielsa plays or understand the way that Bielsa did the tactics and kind of continue to use that same philosophy. You know, that's, that makes more sense, right? Um, and yeah, again, they should hire somebody that understands that, that, that type of game and it would allow for the team to flourish. But it's hard, right? Because then times change, tactics change, you know, early 2000s, it was all about possession football. Then we started kind of seeing more of the counterattacking, getting pressing. Now they're saying that that defensive counterattacking is coming back. So possession-based football is becoming outdated. Um, you know, it's continuously going to be evolving and stuff like that. Yeah, man. I think, I think that's kind of... That that's and it evolves from game. It can it, I don't I wouldn't say evolve. I think evolves to string of a word, but tactics definitely change from game to game, especially if you're like a smaller team, right? Yeah. Um, like if I, I've seen this as a Barca fan, I've seen this happen, like against us, where mm-hmm. you'll play a team and they'll try and counter play counter attacking football, but then um, that team will next week they'll play like uh they'll play a, I don't know like uh they won't play counterattacking football they'll try and play them to a 
to their own style of play or, um, you know, stand up to them, right? Yeah. Like actually try and play against the team. And that's that was always very frustrating to see because then you would see similar games week after week as a, you know, as a Barca fan. Um, but yeah, I don't know, man. It's just, I, I, I even like, if I were running my own club, I wouldn't be so like, this is the only style we would play, you know? Um, but at the same time, it's like, if you, if you buy players that are suited for that style, it does take a lot of time and energy to like switch to a different style. Right. Yep. Um, yeah. But I don't know. It's just it just doesn't seem right. Um, I would always just try to play the best football as possible, and then let let everything else get taken yeah. care of. No counter. Like I don't. I never like counter. I mean, counter attacks are cool when shit, but like never solely be dependent on those or things like that. Yeah. Um, but. But I guess the anyway. system part. The system part is also like part of the romanticizing, right? Like what. It's just yeah, part, yeah, yeah. like the philosophy part. It's like it's part of the romanticizing. Oh, this club plays like this. They move the ball like this. Just when you see the teams, what you're going to be seeing, you know, it's like you said, it's it's part of creating that illusion of this club is this and this is who they are and this is what they do, you know. So. Um, like how crazy is it to be Man U and have spent so much money and still be like rich as fuck? Like within the past, yeah, well, at least five years, like just like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's. I mean, they they have a big, you know, following, and they're still willing to buy shirts. And I think, I don't know. I, I maybe that's part of the reason why they don't mind, um, because they're still making that bank. They're still making that money. You know, it's like I think they got into complacent to the part where it's like, as long as we play Champions League football, we're good. And that's unfortunate. <laughs> that's unfortunate. That's unfortunate because that's not what the fans want, right? Um, right. But it just seems like maybe that's what they're getting to. But, yeah. You know, it's crazy. Yeah, it's I crazy. I was, I, I, I was playing. This was, this was before COVID. I was playing soccer with someone, and they were talking about that that last great Man United team, right? "Quote unquote." Had Tevez, Ronaldo. Rooney at their at his prime, Nani. Yeah. And and you know, they're like, oh yeah, they, you know, it was a shit. And yeah, they were great. But then if you look back at their champ how they won that Champions League, which they barely beat Chelsea at the final. They also they all they all, they only beat Barca by one goal. And they were missing they, they didn't have a Ronaldinho in his prime. They had a falling a declining Barca team. They had a young Messi. Um who else was missing? And then the goal wasn't even a tactical goal. It was just like a, a rebound off ball. And then Skulls just shot it. Like it wasn't like, a, you know, Ronaldo had a shitty game. You can see his highlights or the lack of his highlights. Um, but it's interesting how people can just not notice that. Not notice how and, and still build up this illusion of this grand, you know. Yeah. Um, Man United team. Um but um, but I'm sure they'd be dying to have half of those types of players right now. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, okay, so next this, this coming week, um, 
Okay, so do you want to look at the upcoming matches or do you want to do the fantasy? Upcoming matches? Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, go for it. For this coming weekend, definitely, uh, you know, Everton, Man United. It's an interesting game that's going to be on Saturday. Mm. Um, we're gonna, I want to see uh, Chelsea, Sheffield United. Uh, Sheffield United, you know, always has very good defensive uh, stability, so it would be interesting to see that Chelsea forward line against, uh, you know, a very good uh, unit, United team. Um, Leicester City against Wolves. Uh, it's going to be a very interesting game as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Raul Jimenez has been top form again this season. Um, my brother's all excited. He's like, ooh, Raul Jimenez scored again. And I'm like, yeah, I get it. You know, he's he's um, struggled in the beginning, though, right? When he first started, yeah, but like right now he's been scoring almost every single game. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, had him in uh, my thing, yeah, had him in my fantasy, and I was like, "Fuck this!" And they, I sold him. <laughs> <laughs> and now, um, and then the last one is definitely Sunday Man City against Liverpool. Yeah, yeah, that's gonna be interesting game. The best game Arsenal. of the uh, yeah of the week yeah, yeah. against Aston Villa. Yeah, Arsenal against Aston Villa. Yeah, that one's gonna be good as well. So there's a lot of good games this this, uh, this weekend. Yeah. yeah. Fucking West Brom, Tottenham. Like, West Brom, I haven't even heard anything about. I don't know how they're doing. I don't know anything. <laughs> they're just... They, they're going down. I think that's going to be one of those teams that are going to go down. I yeah. predict... Yeah, like, I think them and possibly Burnley are going to go down this season. Burnley. Um, yeah. Dude, Burnley, Burnley on paper... Has two good forwards with Ashley Barnes and Chris Wood. I like Ashley Barnes more. I think he could be like a sub at like Chelsea or something. <laughs> but yeah. but um, yeah, just, just check him out. I just feel like I just feel like this season is going to be too much for them. Yeah. Because um, a lot of like we were talking about, there's a lot of better coaches out there, and a lot of teams got reinforced and they're playing a lot better. Um, so the level of yeah, it's know, true. The level of talent is a lot higher. Um, yeah, that's true. Because I'm I'm looking at the teams right now. I'm like, dude, uh, the other team maybe Fulham. Yep. Um, but then you're it's three that go down, right? So you still need a third. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, Burnley's Burnley's in last place right now. Uh, they're with the. I think they only have one point. Let me see here. Yep, you're right. One point. Let's see. Uh, goals against. They have twelve. Goals for they have three, damn dude. But I yeah, think they just, just got. Uh, I don't know uh, if Ashley Barnes just they just came back, but either way, that's not good for them. The only yeah, like dude, fucking West Brom has sixteen against right now, dude. Yeah, they're, but they're still up there. <laughs> yep. She- yep, dude. Sheffield United is playing so well, and they're second to the last. They have one point. Yep. Dude. Yeah. And again, it's like um, like we said, like it's speaking to like just that level. It's just different level for for all the teams now. And like, like I said, frankly, I just don't see Burnley get staying in the season. Uh, top division. I will say though that in that Tottenham documentary, they were saying how Burnley was at. You know how they used to say, uh, "When Guardiola, they used to they used to say, uh, but he but can he do it on a rainy night, in Stoke City?" Yeah, yeah, that Burnley is now that team. Um, Stoke City. <laughs> yeah. But Stoke City went down, bro. <laughs> yep. Exactly. <laughs> All right, man. So let's go with the with the fantasy. Here we go.
Here, I'll go first, man. I haven't, okay. I haven't been here share screen. Uh, is it this? Can you see my screen? Yeah. What do you see? The the permission thing. Salah. Yeah, you have Salah. Yeah, I need I need to change these guys. But I definitely yeah. need to change these guys. Like I had them from last. I didn't. Yeah. I'm telling. So for people out there, why does he have zero points, dude? Did they lose? They, yeah, they lost. Yeah, three zero. Son of a bitch against who? Leicester. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Son of a fucking bitch. Whatever. Oh, that's why he has zero points. Um. Yeah, dude. I really need to update this. This is not up to par. Um. I don't know what I'm going to change it. I think I'm going to change this guy for Song or Kane. Um, I'll probably change this for Vardy as well. This guy. Cavalier? Yeah. Or this guy for Vardy. Yeah. Who, who do you have as the other forward? I can't see. Um, okay. 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 Oh, yeah. I mean, Cavalier to me has been delivering steady numbers. Um. So, yeah, dude, look, this is what cost me so many points, man. <laughs> you got two injured players. Yeah, yeah, that's all. <laughs> What'd you get? 50 points. 50. 50. Okay. Yeah. Dude, I got like 75 one time. This is because I did transfers. Yeah. Let me see. Look, it's just shitty points. 40? Yeah, look, C73. Uh, this is when I, when I put time into this shit. Yeah. I see. But, um, you look, I had Yeldon, dude. I could have gotten more points. Fucker. What happened to him? Did he go back to MLS or? No, he's still there. He's been injured. <laughs> like, he comes back. It's, he's like, police it should. They come back to play one game, and the next game in the warm up, they get injured. Like, why Why do you waste my time? Yeah. <laughs> I like how you say, why waste my time? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Um, yeah, dude. I heard he got injured in warm up or some shit, some bullshit. Yeah. Like then he got injured in the warm up for the Champions. I think it's Champions League, and then they had to sub him up. I was like, God damn it! And it's the same hamstring that he's been injured for a while. Like I'm like, haven't you heard of like weightlifting? Do some squats, lunges. You know, people who get injuries in the hamstrings a lot. I I I don't get it. I, I also don't get that. How do they get injured in this day and age with all this knowledge? Um, yeah. I think they're just irresponsible. They're, they just, like, play through it or they don't know their body yet. But mm. when you get a hamstring injury, it's not good because the likelihood of, of it happening again is really high. Yeah. You know? I'm just waiting for Dembele to get injured again. <laughs> <laughs> all right, man. Here, let me stop sharing. How do you do this? Oh, there we go. Uh, all right, man, go for it. All right, let me see. So, mine is let's see. can you see it? Um, yeah, okay. So, this was mine. I have Ederson. Um, I got good numbers with Walker and Diego Silva, Telemans. Like I said, you know, I always have him in there. 
Um, he delivered, like I said, Calvert Lewin's also sometimes delivering and stuff, but um, and like I said, Pulisic, I had him and then he got injured in the warm up. Like, what the hell? Why would you even? Why would you waste my time? Why would you do that? Dude, to I like Orier too. Who? Or yeah, Orier? Like yeah, 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 yeah. He's good. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I don't think he played. Uh, um, he re- Mourinho rested him, dude. But see, this is the bullshit I'm talking about. Like, here, let me see. Fucking, why does Jimenez only get two points? Didn't he give Wolves like the the winning goal? I'm not sure. Here, let me. Son of a bitch. Uh, let, let me see. No. Oh, he, they just get two points because he's he played all ninety minutes. The heating score? Nope, nope. heating score. Daniel P- Pottins did though. Yeah. 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 All right, it's a good thing I sold him then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, and I think my total points was like 72. Okay. Yeah, so that's not bad. All right, so I'm going to beat you next week, man. Trust. We'll see. <laughs> Um, yeah, dude, dude. Oh, wait, this is my other week. I'm looking at my, yeah, because, dude, even if I do like, like right now, are you gonna like right now? I'm gonna lose a lot of points just because a lot of my players are injured, yeah. So, even if I do well, get more points, I think it think if you if you trade in injured players, they don't charge you for that, really, yeah. And then, even then, if you want to trade in just like a player that you see, like, oh. It might be injured for just like a week. You can yeah. do it. And they give you an option there where you can just trade them in for one week. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's. I, I was I was trying to get it. That's why. I I still don't understand this shit, but <laughs> <laughs> whatever. Yeah. All right. So cool, man. Is there anything else? No, I think that's it for. For this week, let's see how it goes next week. Yeah, we'll see if the world doesn't end by. I'm just kidding. By tomorrow, because let's remember we we are in the U.S. and elections are happening right now. And yeah, for international listeners. Yes, depending depending on who 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 wins, you know, we got we got the left side saying they're gonna go crazy. We got the right side saying they're gonna go crazy, and you know, either or they can go crazy. So we'll see. Yeah, this podcast is broadcast in 40 different languages. Um, (laughs) Yeah, what's the app that we use? Anchor. Okay, Anchor. I'm going to check right now real quick. We have, we we had a, I don't know how many listeners we had in the last podcast. Like, we have 40 plays now. Nice. And uh, in total, not like, but still, I guess good. And then, uh, yeah, you know, November 3rd was our last, or no, wait, this, wait, what? November 3rd, 2020. Oh, someone played it recently. That's what that means. Yeah. (laughs) Third election (laughs) to get distracted. Yep. Um, Anyway. All right, guys. So uh, that'll be it. Thanks for tuning in to another episode. Um, Please don't forget to like and subscribe. Follow us on social media. I might cancel my Instagram, by the way, because I'm pretty busy. So I don't know. But anyway, um, so I'll see you. We'll see you guys next week. Yeah. Awesome. Peace. All right, man. See you.